Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's the Pacific Northwest Triathlon Report on over-the-top cycling. And, wow, we're not in Boulder, Colorado. We're at Athletes Lounge in the Northwest in Portland, Oregon, with Chris Bagg. A pretty big night going on here tonight. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, We are sitting in the shop, and there are at least 20 to 25 people kind of milling around and hanging out. You might even be able to hear them in the background. Um, and we are here tonight because the Athletes Lounge cycling team, the road team, not the cyclocross team, is accepting a check from uh, Castelli Clothing Company for $1,000 for winning the August Portland International Raceway team road racing competition. Now, we've got to put a picture up because I love novelty checks, and there is a big one over there. There is a large novelty check. It is the second one that we have. Um, Unfortunately, you you can't actually cash those. Right, so Um, can you, like, put it up in the shop? Oh, yeah, it's going up on a wall, Uh, maybe over there by the uh, (laughs) above the backpacks. Um, But, yeah, we will get a big picture of all of us with the check. So what do you guys do with prize money? It's a big team. Mm -hmm. Uh, You must split it up. Uh, what I we do, so do do one of the ways that the shop really helped the team out this year was uh, Monday PIR, the race series that we were a part of. Um, it's 20 bucks for an individual entry, but the team, if you order 50 or more passes, uh, you get a, each pass for 13 bucks. Um, so over the course of this year, the shop bought 100 passes for the team. So that was 100 free races for people on the team. Um, so the, nice. fir- the first thing we're going to do, the first thing the team's going to do with the money is pay the shop back uh, because that was a, a big investment on the shop's part to make it possible for us to win the competition. Um, and then that money combined with some other money that we picked up along the way is going towards um, another, another couple of tents um, because the cyclocross team, um, we have two tents, um, but we have 65 people on the team. <laughs> and two tents <laughs> is no longer sufficient um, for the cyclocross team. So we're, the shop also bought a few new tents, so we're going we're gonna to try and pay them back for, for that. Um, but yeah, because we don't, I mean, the goal of any shop team, you know, you really don't want to be a financial drain Right. On, on your sponsor, um, or at least... Right. you want to bring them business right. and you want to get their name out. Exactly. So we're going to try and... We're going we're to pay the shop back first and, um, and then try to put that money forward to 
you know, some other racing passes next year or something like that. It's actually a very refreshing attitude to hear, Chris. Oh, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> You're my sponsor. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like these these guys, like, I mean, we, you know, I, I started the cyclocross team a few years ago, and it was me and Amy and our friend Hope Zach and maybe two other people and Gary who's standing right there um, you know let us take the tents um, let us borrow the shop truck was like yeah go for it do what you want um, and as the team has continued to grow he's you know been super supportive of us. Why has it grown so much? I mean, I remember you coming out to our race in uh, the spring with a couple of athletes, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you're like the number one <laughs> participants out there. There's so many people from Athletes Lounge that are at the race. Is that common for you guys now? I think so. I mean, the cross team, the cross team was, I mean, the thing about cyclocross is like, if you, if you show people cyclocross, they're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like, I want to do this all the time. So I think, you know, some of it is just exposing the sport to people who, I mean, triathletes have good engines for cyclocross. So they came and did it and had success. They also had a lot of fun. I mean, the, the motto of the team is go fast, have fun, be nice. And I think that that, I, I think <laughs> that that, too. I think that, I think that resonates with people. I mean, in the cycling world, which can be exclusive and hard to, hard to access and hermetic. Um, I, I think, I think a team that's welcoming and inclusive is attractive to people. And then a bunch of people on the cyclocross team were like, Hey, we want to do some road racing. And, and I was like, that's great. I don't have the bandwidth to like, really support it the way I support the cross team and that wasn't a problem they went out they started racing um, I did a little mentorship but not much and now there's 40 people on the road team uh, men and women and um, it's it looks hugely successful and I think it's gonna keep being successful I think it was interesting that you said triathletes have really good motors for cyclocross I don't want a cyclocross purist to hate me for this but I mean, it really is a time trial in the dirt. Yeah. You're not drafting. And no. It's, so, I it's mean, a, that totally makes sense. And also, you're really teaching triathletes bike handling skills, which I think would be incredible for them at, at uh, a triathlon. Yeah, right. I mean, you it, sort of everybody wins. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I mean, cross is the ultimate sort of strongest person sport. So, you know, there's nowhere to hide. And, um, and triathletes tend to be really strong athletes. What do you think of cross now starting uh, as early as August? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I mean, you know, we saw, you know, just this past weekend at Ellison Park, you know, um, you know, some athletes fainting and throwing up. And I mean, the you did. Well, the, uh, the race in, in Rochester, New York, uh -huh. uh, the UCI's new terrible rule against feeding in, in cyclocross races, it was confusing and poorly enforced, and a lot of racers just chose, rather than run afoul of the UCI, they just chose not to take any fluid. Um, it was over 95. Um, it was really hot. You're, you know, the, the the elite men and the elite women are racing at, you know, 
usually the heat of the day, you know, two o'clock and three o'clock. Um, there's a lot of people getting sick, a lot of, you know, and, and, and badly sick. I mean, chills, fevers, nausea, I mean, like really bad dehydration. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, Cross in August is still road racing going on. Like, you know, I mean, you should, you know. Hey, world championships is coming up in a week. <laughs> I think, you know, there should be like some kind of rule where it's like, the world champs of one sport, and I know there's so many, there's so many disciplines <laughs> yeah, so now, many. It, it's so hard, but like, you know, like, we should at least be able to get through road worlds, like, a week, and maybe like, the first cyclocross races are allowed to happen a week after worlds, or something <laughs> like that, and that's, and that's it, I mean, it, around the time you can start eating pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right, that's when it should happen, because I mean, now, with the U.S. racing until... I mean, it's good we have nationals where it should be with right. with the rest of the world. Worlds is at the end of January. We don't need to start August fifteenth. That's that's almost. And then you know the guys in Europe will race till the middle of February. Like, right. Your cyclocross season is now getting almost as long as road season, right. which it's that's just crazy. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't work. So. so back to your novelty check, and then we'll start meeting some people from the team. Uh, again, having a sponsor like Castelli out here putting out cash prize for really every division at this race, mm -hmm. their points counted toward the overall prize. That is cool, yeah, for it's lack a, of a better word. It's, I mean, it, like I, we were just chatting before this, and yeah, it's a bit of a participation award. Um, you know, having numbers in this particular series really helped, but that was the whole point. That's what Castelli wanted. They wanted to drive more people to race on Monday nights. Um, Monday nights is, it's all the masters races mm -hmm. for, for men. And then it's the, the women's open, women's four or five, and then the women's open races. Um, they really wanted more racers. So they put up the money and yeah, we did, I mean, sure we have a lot of participants, but we also did fairly well. I mean, you would have to, um, but yeah, it's awesome that they support that they support the sport. Um, they support cross racing and cross series too. So, you know, it's really, it's really helpel. You and Amy have got to be Amy Van Tassel, your spouse, got to be very proud of the team you've started, put together and really seen grow. It's awesome. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't think we've done too much. I mean, we've like, you know, we sort of, we sort of, I don't know. We kind of started something and, and cross is cross sort of sells itself. And then once people get over their fear of, of racing a bike, because it is scary, right. you know, um, it makes it easier to step into road racing. Um, like cyclocross is like, is like the gateway drug in the Northwest to road racing. I think other parts of the country, you see a lot of people do race on the road or the mountain first and then discover cross. Yep. Here, I mean, like most of these people that are sitting right here did cross first and then started racing on the road. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of the way, it, that's kind of way it, this, this went. All right, well, let's meet some of them. Sweet. Well, Gary, welcome to the show. It's uh, always great visiting with Chris. I talk to him on Skype so much. It's nice to finally see him in person again. Athletes Lounge wouldn't exist without you. How long ago did you start the place? <coughs> You'll have to excuse me. I'm kind of fighting a cold this week, although I'm, I sound worse than I am. So okay. don't, don't worry about uh, catching what, I'm, what I had <laughs> earlier this week, but I apologize. But So we've had the store since uh, 
September of 09. Uh, the previous owner had some financial issues, and we ended up being able to buy the store out of bankruptcy court. So oh, you did. So here we are. Yeah. So the name Athletes Lounge. Is, do you kind of like having people just come in and? I think the idea. The idea in the beginning was certainly, you know, a, a place for anybody to come in and hang out and and do that just sort of lounge around you know we we profess to our clientele all the time you know come in here you don't have to have a reason you know we get a lot of people feel like oh i i feel like i should buy a, a goo while i'm here you know or something a gel and i'm like no come in and hang out you know the energy is always good when people are uh, are in the shop and they're always wanting to talk about races or nutrition or the latest gear and and the more people that are here the more that that kind of talk it you know sort of sort of happens so it, it's it's a, good, it's a good thing so the lounge is just sort of stuck it, it stayed with us and the other thing I liked about athletes lounge was even though we're focused on the sport of triathlon you know it didn't put us in any kind of corner you know of, of right. the market we didn't we weren't you know Portland triathlon or we weren't, you know, Northwest Strat. You know, we didn't want to be put in a corner. I wanted to be able to sort of cater to, you know, whatever market is, you know, how, however triathlon evolves or any kind of the sport evolves. You know, I wanted to still be that same, you know, basic store and, and, and place where people could come. And I'd always had an issue with, was athletes possessive or was it plural? <laughs> I always have to say that. It's plural without the apostrophe. So it's so nobody owns anything around here. You're right. It's, it's non-possessive. Everybody's welcome. Yes. So how do you feel about the team? I mean, Chris and Amy kind of got this thing rolling and it's really grown. And well, like you just said, reinforcing what you said, triathlon, cyclocross, road, it's everything. Yeah, we're really, really blessed to have the, the crew that we do. You know, I think that almost everybody who's, you know, along their life a little bit, you know, has experienced a team or two that just sort of had that magic togetherness. You know, it just came together and it's organic. You can't put it down on paper and make this happen. You know, it takes the planets being aligned properly. And, and so Amy and Chris uh, are, are two unbelievably passionate human beings about cycling, period, just anything that has to do with bikes. And, and they're both really very gregarious individuals, you know, mm -hmm. and so they sort of exude that confidence and that energy that people like to gravitate to. But then, you know, you bring in the picture of all these other characters, you know, that are, I mean, I, I can't. I, everybody that's on this team, I could list, and and they could probably lead the team by themselves. You know, they have that much energy, and they've all come together. Um, you know, and they're, yeah, they're on the road team. I mean, yeah, here we are, a triathlon-focused store, and we're out winning the. And you the, won the, overall. We won overall on a particular <laughs> night out at a local track, and then our cross team. You know, we hardly even sell cross bikes, and we've got like 80 people on our cross team, and it's. We were winning all the series on that. You know, anytime you, I guess you put a bunch of A types in, you know, we're gonna, we're probably gonna, we say we just want to have fun, but our way of having fun is winning as well as you know drinking a bunch of beer afterwards or or just you know having having a lot of fun without a lot of pressure. And I may be wrong, but I've heard that really for a shop sponsoring a team is kind of just a labor of love and it's it's almost a money lose, losing prospect athletes lounge you've really had some success with this 
Well, I don't think that we sponsor teams in a traditional sense. Um, there's nothing set down that says, you know, like, okay, if you join this team, you know, I'll, I'll pay for X, oh, okay. Y, and Z. Um, I think what I do, like, like this last year for the road team, you know, um, I don't know, I was sitting in front of my computer probably looking at something stupid, you know, and, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I should pay for some of these races for the guys. And so I called up the race director, you know, for the Monday Night Series, and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to write you a check for X amount, and you just tell the Athletes Lounge people when they show up that it's already paid for. And he's like, okay. You know, I didn't even tell the team about it. You, you know, didn't. Wow. And they started showing up, you know, and, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I guess that was a good idea. You know, it wasn't anything like I was trying to pat myself on the shoulder. I just was like, ah, oh, I should probably support these guys. They're wearing the A and everything, you know, <laughs> and they're really having a good time, and I ought to give back a little bit, right? You know, and so I try to do, you know, those little tactical things that tend to go farther than some big strategic plan that everybody, you know, with those big strategic plans, people start um, having expectations. And with expectations becomes, you know, those obligatory things can sometimes become less meaningful. And, you know, it's sort of like you take your employee, you give them a raise or you could pat them on the back and tell them they did a good job and they probably appreciate a pat on the back and they knowing that you care. Right. And so if I do those tactical things, I think the team is aware then that like, wow, you know, the Athletes Lounge is watching what we're doing and look what they're doing. They're, they're just doing this because, you know, it wasn't anything we agreed on. You know, I just want to throw things out in front of the team because if I have the extra money for some reason, we had a good month and I have some extra cash or something, I'm like, oh, let's put it in the team, you know, because... It's really impressive. Chris said he's donating the prize money back to the shop. He donated the prize money. We just did this other party the other day, and and uh, uh, a couple of the ladies donated their prize winnings, Anique, and, uh, and I think Sarah had some prize money, and next thing you know, I'm like getting all the credit for renting this room, and I think my bill was like $25, you know, and they paid like $200. So they paid for it with their own prize winnings, you know, and, and that's, you know, I, I don't know how to say thank you enough, you know, I, th- I think it, it's just, you know, you, you have to remain humble and appreciative and, and you just, thank you guys, you know, what can I do? And and I think they just love having a good home and, and a place that they can trust and, and uh, a teammates that they enjoy being around. And I think if you don't put much more into it than that and just have a good good place, you know, I think everybody enjoys that more, you know. We don't want a lot of rules. Yeah. Well, and looking around here, I mean, people are laid back. It looks like an athlete's lounge. Yeah, right now, I know. I mean, people really are just They're just hanging out. back and hanging out. Yeah, right? yeah, it's cool. You know, it's it's uh, it's fun to see this. It is. It's fun for me. You know, this is this is why I, li- I like being in this business, you know, right here. It's the boring days, and I hate, you know. <laughs> Retail's retail, but uh, when you have a lot of energy with a lot of good people, whether they're new customers or new to the sport, anything, there, it's good to have them in. It's fun. Good chatting with you, Gary. Thanks for the time. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it immensely. Thank you very much. Thanks, we'll talk to some of your team members. Uh, Zach, it's always good to be on the air with you. How's it going? It's great. It's good to see you, George. You know, it's cool seeing the novelty check. thousand bucks. I mean, you guys are just killing it this year. It's, uh, it's been a really good season, and I think we've taken a lot of people by surprise. But you took people by surprise last year, so how can you do it again this year? Well, last year was the cross, and okay. uh, I think people just kind of thought it was a fluke. And then this year, we really the one thing we're really good at is organizing uh, people, and uh, we've done a good job of uh, organizing people to come out and uh, work together, and it's 
been a good season. I'm already seeing posts on Facebook from uh, Athletes Lounge team members talking, I can't wait for camp. Isn't camp like May? It is May. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, it's, but it's never too uh, early to be excited about camp. Uh, you know, which got me thinking, I mean, I'm kind of wanting to have a, an Athletes Lounge camp in Boulder next year for an altitude camp with BAG. Um, but I'm wondering, do you guys do a cross camp? Uh, we did do a cross camp. Uh, so this was the second year of it. Last year we did it over in uh, Bend. Um, and this year we went to Hood River. Um, and it was an absolute blast. Um, That's why there's tire tracks in my yard. That is why there's tire tracks in your yard, exactly. <laughs> so how is it that a group of triathletes came together and really became so good at cross and road racing? I mean, you did surprise people. I. I think the, it started with people just kind of looking for something to do in their off-season. Um, triathletes tend to be, um, they want to keep that training up, and this gives them something else to do, add a little intensity in. And then I think people realize that if you can add in a little bit of bike handling skills, which triathletes do tend to lack in a little bit, but once you learn those, the amazing endurance that people carry over from even short distance uh, tries of sprints and Olympics uh, really carries over well, um, and they just are able to out-endure uh, people. And one of the things that really impresses me about you, you're very active as a racer, but you also help crew uh, when you helped Amy out last year at the Ultraman. and. Um, do you get just as much uh, reward out of crewing? I do. I'm, I'm definitely an ultimate fan. Uh, I like just being involved in everything to do with uh, endurance sports. So uh, when, when Amy told me about this thing, I knew that I had to uh, be a part of it and uh, was absolutely honored when she let me come and uh, help her out there. So what's kind of your big race coming up that you're especially focusing on, or do you have one? Are you just really looking to participate in cross throughout? Or? Um, I'm trying to, this is, cross is my focus uh, okay. this year for sure. Um, I'm going to oh, travel. It's your overall. Okay. Yeah, it's my overall focus. Um, road racing was just kind of to keep me in shape through the summer and get me ready for cross again. Uh, I'm going to travel a little bit this year for some cross races, so I'm going to go to L.A., in uh, November for LA uh, CX mm-hmm. and uh, kind of depend. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Depending on how the season goes, I may go to Asheville for nationals in January. Nice. Yeah. So That's we'll, nice cool. we'll see. It'll just kind of all depend on how I'm feeling at that time. And but uh, LACX is a definite. So 
the wife's looking forward to it too. It's a chance to get away to California in November, and uh, we've got some family that lives real close by, and so we're gonna go down on Friday before the race, uh, race Saturday and Sunday, and then stay another couple days afterwards and hang out at the beach. Very cool. I hope all that works out for you, and uh, yeah, let's bring another team member up. Thanks, George. Thanks, Zach. And here we are with one of my favorite Athletes Lounge team members, Sarah Schmidt. Great to see you. Great to see you too. Thanks for coming to Portland. Well, it's fun coming out here. Instead of seeing you all once a year, I get to see you actually three times this year because I'm coming out again in November. <gasps> Fantastic. <laughs> Lucky you. So, my real... Familiarity with the athletes' lounge team is when I come out to do the time trial stage race. So, uh -huh. I mean, in my head, you were a bunch of triathletes, and all of a sudden, you guys just killed it at Cross last year. Has kind of a well-rounded cycling career, or have you always had interest in in different aspects of cycling? I didn't really know about the different aspects of cycling when I started triathlon, and I think that. Um, road racing and especially cyclocross offers a really great variety for triathletes and it's similar in the training but then also completely different because you know when you're a triathlete and you're on your TT bike and you're just riding in one direction for a really long time it can be very lonely and when you get out on a gravel road on a cyclocross bike with all your friends <laughs> in the mud it's a really, really different situation. So I think that... No arrow bars. <laughs> no arrow bars. Um, I think that a lot of us that had a strong triathlon background found cyclocross and just felt like we got to ride our bikes the way we did when we were kids again. And the social aspect of it, I think, has been very refreshing for a lot of people that were serious about triathlon and just kind of burnt out from that kind of lonely, isolated. Now are you seeing some of the other tri-clubs following your lead? Yeah, I think so. I know um, a lot of our team members on the cross team had done triathlon with Tri-Team PDX uh -huh. and a lot of those folks are um, giving cyclocross a try and then um, you know we've had a lot of other interest in the team from friends of ours through triathlon who have kind of seen the momentum of the cross team build and have been kind of curious, cross curious. Um, and I think that's how our team has grown so quickly is that people have seen how much fun all these triathletes are having doing cross and want to be a part of it too. How cool is it? Novelty check, thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it was just kind of, it just happened. You know, we, we like to go out and ride bikes together, so it's not hard for us to get a big group out to uh, the PIR races. Uh -huh. um, and they run from April to August, so we had a lot of momentum building throughout the spring and into the summer, and it just happened. <laughs> Yes, sir. I am looking at your feet and your very low socks, and <laughs> I am going to present you with a pair oh, of socks Fantastic. for cyclocross. Thank you. So enjoy. I will wear these with pride. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks Great for coming out. Thanks. Jenny Grieve, awesome to see you. It's great to see you, George. <laughs> now. This year, you haven't been quite as active in the team as you have in years past. Why is that? 
That's a great question. I was fortunate enough to move from Olympia, Washington to Portland in December. Uh-huh. So I decided to take the first half of the year off from training and from competing and actually take the whole year off from triathlon just so that I could adjust to the new city and my new job situation. And can you kind of go into that new job situation? Because it's really, really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am really lucky in that I was able to stay with my company. Uh I work in user experience for a small consulting firm in Olympia. And I was one of the first employees that was able to work remote. So I live, yes, I live in Portland and I work in my home. And then every other week I travel either to Olympia or to British Columbia for work. Now, what's it been like for you since moving to Portland and actually being able to be around team members? Has it been hard for you not riding as much? There have been some times that I have been jealous of my team members and where it has been really hard to like their wonderful photos and exciting posts on social media of doing really great rides and events. Overall though, I am so happy to be here and to be surrounded by people that inspire me every single day with their dedication to training, to racing, to the team. And just to be involved as much as I can with the team moving forward is really one of my goals because we have something really special going. Now, I want to get you involved with Over the Top as well because you are just so talented at the selfie running interview. How did you nail that? Oh, George, thank you so much. I'm blushing. Well, I I don't know what to say. Maybe it's just a natural talent. I'm horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we should look for opportunities at Deschutes River Valley Time Trial next year to work on the selfie interviews. Perhaps I can teach you some of the ways, (laughs) or you can let me. I'd rather have a field reporter. Yes, yes. On top of that, eight-mile time trial on Saturday will be our our spot where we're going to do this. <laughs> so what are your goals for next year? I mean, now that you're here, are you really going to pick back up uh, and start racing a lot more? Or what do you think? Yes, I am. I am fortunate enough to have Chris Bag as my coach. And he is your coach? Yes, okay. he is. And we've been working together over these last few months since I started training again to get me ready for cyclocross season. That's what I'm focusing so on right now. you are going to do a full cyclocross this year? Okay. Yes. And after that, we will slowly transition over to triathlon training. And triathlon will be my focus of 2016. I'm aiming for Cozumel. Are you really? Yes. All right. Well, best of luck. And thank (laughs) Thank you you. very much, Jimmy. Thank you so much, George. So, Scott, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too, George. So, tell us about your involvement with Athletes Lounge. Uh, Let's see. I found out about Athletes Lounge here probably about six, seven years ago when I got introduced to triathlon. I did my first uh, Xterra off-road try. Really? Yeah. Guy I work with talked me into it. and we had hooked, or did you kind of? You know. It was it was it was a hard race. <laughs> I went in it kind of blind, like you know. I've always been a solid swimmer, and I always 
grew up mountain biking and stuff, and so, um, and then about a year or two later, I got introduced to these guys, um, just by looking to rent a wetsuit for another race. And, really? Uh, yeah. Wow. So where is your focus now? Have you done more Xterra, or are you um, more traditional I've, triathlon? I've done Xterra Portland here, probably about three or four years, uh-huh. um, on and off over the six years I think they've done the race. Um, I've done Boise half twice, um, and then I've also done some multi-sport uh, pull pedal paddle race over in Bend. Oh, nice! Uh, several times too. Solo? Yes. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a few years since I've done that one, though. So. What's your? Do you, uh, are you involved with the cyclocross team at all? Yes. The road as well. Yeah. My my first season with cyclocross was last year. I was going to say, I would think with the Xterra background, you would kind of take to that. Yeah, I had heard about cyclocross, and one of the guys finally talked me into coming out to a race last year, and I came out with my mountain bike, because that's all I had. Really? Yeah, and I did the whole season pretty much on my mountain Under bike. Mountain bike. Wow. Yeah. So, and just had a blast. Now, how do you balance job, family, training? <laughs> I mean, that's a full life. It's tough. I mean, I got a four-year-old and a 16-month-old at home. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my four-year-olds love cyclocross. I got him into doing the little kid races last year with me. Wow. And, yeah, they, he'd get out on his little Strider bike and get out there and rip it up around the little course and just had a blast. So it's, it's tough. I mean, training really comes when I get a moment. It's 5 o'clock in the morning before my kids get up, you know, where I, I get up and go for a ride, you know, and so I get my two or three hours in before they get out of bed. It's usually when I, you know, and I get lucky, my wife doesn't work Thursdays, and so uh -huh. I get an opportunity to come out every other week maybe with these guys and ride. Oh, nice. So, and I live about an hour from here, too. So. so you're heading out on a group ride now? Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like we've got a check presentation going on. Yes. So. Scott, it's good to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to meet you, too. Thanks. Have a great season. Anique, I see you all the time on Skype. Nice to see you in person again. Nice to see you in, in the flesh. <laughs> so, thousand bucks, got to be an exciting night for a Team Athletes Lounge. Oh, yeah, it's extraordinary. We've accomplished a lot this year. It's really fun. And uh, you've got a big event coming up in two days. Oh, yeah. Uh, sort of one and a half days. Because yeah. you're going to be leaving really early to get out there. You're not staying in Sweet Home, right? No, we're yeah, not okay. staying in Sweet Home. I'll be uh, getting up really early on Saturday morning and doing a little half Iron Man. <laughs> and hopefully surviving. <laughs> uh, the terrain out there should really be ideal for you because you're right at the bottom of Tombstone Pass. There's lots of climbing. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I'm you hoping... you got to be feeling pretty good about this one. I'm hoping that um, my climbing legs decide to show up with me on Saturday morning. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm just excited to try a new distance out, try a new approach out, just try something new and not really have any expectations out of it. Really. Are you nervous at all that you might love it and <laughs> find a new distance that you just have to do? Uh, nervous? No, I'm kind of excited oh, okay. about that potential, actually. <laughs> Have you had any thought about, uh, because you've been bike racing so much, really putting more of your effort into the cycling aspect? I mean, you seem to love triathlon, though. Yeah, I, uh, I am a little torn, I'll be honest with you, but um, I am thinking about how I'm going to structure my year next year and 
the half Ironman on Saturday will be a big factor in all it will. that and how well it goes, how much I enjoy it. Um, well, I was just, I mean, you're so strong on the bike. I've yeah. often wondered if you focused on the bike. How much stronger could I be? Exactly. I know. I have definitely felt this last year that, like, had I had more time in the saddle, I would have had a bit more success even. And I just, it's too hard to do when you're, like, swimming and running and doing other stuff. So, um, so I, I don't know. I don't know what bag will and I will come up with for next year, but whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. That's for sure. <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> so they're leaving on a training ride. Are you feeling a little let down that you're not going? Or I mean, obviously you have the 70.3 coming up in a day. I had a little FOMO going on, but honestly, this is my first day off in three weeks, so I'm pretty excited about uh, not going anywhere on a bicycle and spandex right now. <laughs> and Amy Van Tassel, you're not in your cycling attire. What? Yeah, I know. I have a broken clavicle and I uh, basically try to emulate Anique every day and be positive about something because uh, talk about FOMO, it's really hard. Uh, it's really hard to miss training um, but uh, and miss rides when you see your friends go. But um, Broken clavicle? How'd that happen? I crashed um, in a big ride in France about a month ago, and so I'm pretty out of commission for... But you've got Kona coming up. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, no. She does? What's I mean, I, yeah, like, I think, I don't think I needed to tell you that. <laughs> um, it's, but how are yeah. you training for that? Thank I mean, you. you obviously can't swim yeah. very well. I can't well. swim at all. Not um, at all. Uh, all goals are out the window, which when, um, when you are injured and you have a race coming up, then you have to make some decisions and just stick with them pretty much. Like, A, should I even do this race? Because it's Kona. I mean, if it was Ironman Arizona, sorry, Ironman Arizona, but I probably <laughs> wouldn't do it. Um, because it's Kona and it's just fun for me and Chris to go no matter what, and we already paid, I'm still going to try to do it um, and just line up um, and see what happens. Um, but my goals were my goals were really high before, probably the highest of my life ever before. I would think so. I was going to, you know try to certainly PR it's gonna to try to break a certain time and I was also gonna to try to place and so there's a slight amount of relief in just setting aside pretty much all goals and just lining up and focusing on that fine line between recovering and still pushing it a little bit every day I don't know if you have any experience with that George <laughs> yeah I was gonna say you know you actually might just really surprise yourself mm -hmm. and uh, pull something True. out of the hat coming True. off on a lot of rest. Truth, yep. Rest yeah. has done me a lot of good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. absolutely. I mean... Uh, Are you able to run at all? I'm... I can bike and, and run my... Oh, you uh, can bike? Yep, I can. Okay. Yep, I'm back in the saddle. Um, the numbers aren't all there, but Anik and I had the same coach, and um, he said, well, this is the first time in our history together where I've ever actually gotten you to take a rest. <laughs> so there is something to be said for that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So we're actually going to be following you pretty closely while you're at Kona. Okay. <laughs> You'll have um, a, a whole team of people yeah. following if, if you, you and supporting you. If you, you. stop and talk, we'll know... <laughs> 
you're just yeah. having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it will be, I mean, I'm, I will be racing pro next year. And so this will be, I'm viewing it now as a kind of like last uh, hurrah and, uh-huh. and um, you know, no time. And, and it'll be a, if anything else, a great day of training. Anik's and my coach, um, when he's having a bad race, I think you know this, and uh, it's not all going too well. He sometimes asks himself, uh, well, what else am I going to do today? Yeah. <laughs> we actually had an interview about that funny. after Challenge Penticton. How funny uh-huh. is that? <laughs> uh-huh. And so I'm all signed up. I paid the money. We have lodging. We're staying with um, my favorite professional probably athlete, Heather Jackson, who's competing, and her performance is going to be one to watch out for, too. And so it's not going to be a wasted trip, for sure. And they're going to be in Hawaii. And then they're going to be turtles. <laughs> and sunshine. And pineapple. Yeah. And Mai Tais. I <laughs> see. Yeah. Come, right. come right. join us. So Can you put me in your bag? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm kind of smelling uh, an all-expenses, yeah. you know, I can write this out. Oh, it's a work trip. Absolutely. <laughs> mm. Do you need help interviewing? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm my favorite co-host. Yeah. <laughs> and Jenny doing the selfie interviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'd be great. So, I, I just, when you crashed and realized that it was bad, what was your first thought? I mean, knowing Kona was coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I I don't know if you feel like this too, but that was uh, one of my first thoughts. As you know, when you crash, you actually don't really know how you are. You're kind of thinking, I could be totally fine, or I am messed up for a long time. And all of the adrenaline, you just can't tell. And I was having a... When you move and you hear the grind, you, that's well, not I had, good. I had, I had, I had, I had, I had a spasm. And so those are awful. They suck. Um, And uh, so that was on my mind. Um, The biggest thing was that I was in France. And so in rural France at that. And so um, (laughs) I wasn't fluent in French. And I didn't have my passport or my phone. And no one really knew where I was. And so that was a little tough. But um, but that did cross my mind. Um, Honestly, this sounds really hokey but I know you can relate. Sometimes when I'm in, the injury's unclear, I just remember my legs work right now. They're pinching my toes and I can feel them. They're pinching my fingers and I can feel them. I cracked my helmet. I am so lucky that I'm just wondering if I have a broken clavicle. And as hokey as that sounds, like I feel like we all need to remember everything else heals, you know. Uh, so I was feeling fortunate. It's good to hear. Finding the strength and positivity where you can. I try. Not Good everyone job. can be like you and me. Whatever. But I can try. <laughs> I can try. You're doing great. <laughs> Thousand bucks tonight from Castelli. Uh, pretty darn good night for Athletes Lounge. Yep. Absolutely. Actually, there were, what, $2,000 checks one here, weren't there? One from July and one from August. Yeah. Yeah. The team's done awesome this year. Pulled, uh, took the bull by the horns, I think is the phrase, right? <laughs> what would that be in French? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My brother used to like to say because that would be his way of bullshit. saying bullshit, but without getting in trouble with my parents. <laughs> and it's the internet, so you can yeah. say whatever the heck you want. Yeah. <laughs> so Amy, last question. Uh, 
I remember you telling me, hey, you know, I'm directing this team, and it was 40 members, I believe, at the time, and it's grown from there. You gotta be proud. Well, talk about Hokey. This team was founded to have a catch-all welcoming place for every level cyclist to feel comfy and feel like she or he would actually be having fun signing on to a community. And so it was founded on that principle um, with a few members. And because of that principle, I'm convinced everyone lined up and it grew to 101 season. And it grew from being non-visible to winning the largest cross series in the entire world. And I do, I'm not just I'm not just kind of guessing at this. I'm 100% sure it's because of our philosophy and the philosophy of the shop and Gary's um, role as Godfather and um, the common denominator among all of us, uh, which is go fast, have fun, and be nice, uh, and truly espousing those traits. I think has been the key to this team's success. I second that entirely. Yes. Yeah. Can't think of a better way to wrap it up. <laughs> Pacific Northwest Tri Report, Athletes Lounge in Portland, Oregon. Thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.